0: Mac Power Users, episode 290. Mac Geek Gift Guide for 2015. Welcome back to another episode of the Mac Power Users podcast. I'm Katie Floyd alongside David Sparks. Hey, David. Long time no see.
1: Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle. That's the sound of Christmas. Or your holiday of choice or your wallet for this Just episode.
0: Everything dumping out yes. and, and coming <laughs> crashing onto the floor.
1: Yeah, this is, it was really great seeing you, Katie Floyd, in um in Florida, in your hometown. Well, not your hometown, but your home state.
0: My home state. Yeah,
1: and I'm glad you guys brought out the hot weather and the humidity for me while I was there. That was nice of you.
0: Just for you. Because you know what? It's never hot and humid in Florida.
1: The weird thing was, I'm like, man, this is pretty terrible. And they're like, oh, this is actually really good for this time of year.
0: We're like, it's beautiful (laughs) outside.
1: I am such a wimp. If you're anybody born and raised in Southern California is completely ruined. I mean, you just can't live anywhere else. I go, I get cold, I get hot. I'm just a big whiner when I travel. Yeah. But uh, I, I went there. I came back with all my limbs, no crocodiles or alligators. I like that one of our listeners sent us the uh, the article that explained why Florida is one of the only places in the world that has both crocodiles and alligators.
0: Yeah, it's pretty terrifying, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but not for Katie mm-hmm. Floyd. You were just like, I, I, I bet you could just wrestle one if it came after you you. you. you
0: just have to zigzag.
1: Yeah. You pull out your batleth and just go at it. Yeah. It'd be a rough but, day for that crocodile.
0: It would be. It'd be toast. But, you know, we do have to just at least acknowledge how awesome was that Mac Power users meetup. Uh,
1: oh, it was wonderful. We had, I think we had over 50 people there.
0: We did. We had over 50 people there. And I was just so humbled by the fact people actually traveled from out of state there were people who came to florida from hundreds if not over a thousand miles away specifically to come to this mac power users meetup
1: yeah and it was fun i mean everybody was super nice and everybody was getting along and um and making new friends i was giving out baby tips you know because that's what i do and
0: there were there's a baby there
1: yeah we a two-month-old yeah. No. And I I said, you know, when we did the t-shirt thing, we really should have done a onesie. I don't know what was wrong with us.
0: I don't
1: know. Uh, but anyway, yeah, there I mean, people from all over the the states were there. I don't think we had any international guests there, but we had many people uh from as far away as I think Arizona, you know, not counting mm-hmm. me from California. And super nice people and just you know, you, 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 we were just talking about at the at the event how you and I get on the mic and we forget sometimes that people are out there and it's really nice when you get to meet people
0: right so i'm i'm thinking about you all right now as as i'm recording it was wonderful to be able to put faces to names and thank you so much for coming out uh we'll we'll definitely have to do that again sometime
1: yes we will we'll figure out the next location it's too bad we don't have macworld anymore but we'll we'll make it happen
0: we will but uh anyway it's that time of year this has kind of become a tradition for us we've been doing this uh geek gift guide for at, at least i think this is at least our 3rd year but probably longer than that
1: yeah isn't it fun though
0: <laughs> it is it's, it's fun and it's it's expensive so this is the time of year when when david and i go through and we give you some of our top picks for um either your own wish list or for the geek in your life or perhaps this is the particular episode that you might want to listen to in the car with your significant other so that they can have some ideas of of what to p- potentially uh, by you, uh, for the upcoming holiday season. And these are picks that we've come up with either because they're items that we've, we've purchased ourselves that we've had purchased for us that, or, or that our things are on our own Christmas list.
1: Yeah. Actually a couple of these are on my Christmas list. So there we go. Yeah,
0: I can guess which ones.
1: Yeah. I bet you could. Um, yeah. anyway, um, I thought maybe we should kick off uh, and we just always do this kind of jumping back and forth, but maybe we should start with uh, products from everybody's favorite fruit company and talk about a few things from Apple that we would uh, recommend or uh, suggest you tell other people about that may be good for you this year. You want to start?
0: I will start. And, you know, my first pick is going to be a product that I already own, but that I want another one of. And that's gonna be the product that we talked about last week on the show. And that's the new fourth generation Apple TV. You know, it it even though I may have sounded on the last show that I, I wasn't super excited about the Apple TV, I really use the Apple TV quite a bit. I, I love the Apple TV. And especially with app support, and really the app that has tipped me over the edge, I must say, is is Plex. And I've got so much media on my Plex server. I love using Plex. It's so easy to have access to everything. My my fourth generation Apple TV I, I use in my living room, which is my primary TV. But when I go to bed at night, or particularly, I like watching something on my Apple TV. I haven't third-generation Apple TV in my bedroom. And, you know, I like to maybe watch an episode of an old TV series and I'm catching up on some old TV series or maybe I'm re-watching an old TV series. And I will like to watch that as I'm going to bed because, you know, if I fall asleep, it's not that big of a deal. It's probably something I've already seen before. And the idea of being able to have Plex and be able to have all of my media in one place versus having to fidget with home sharing and making sure that the Mac Mini is connected, the Drobo is connected, and all of those things are synced up, uh, having all that in the Apple TV in my bedroom would just be great. So uh, on my wish list, I'm, I'm hoping that Santa brings me a second Apple TV so I can have uh, two current generation Apple TVs that they can both be running the same software so that I can have access to Plex on both of them. Um, I don't know what I'll do with that third generation Apple TV. Uh, I'll probably pass it down to a, a family member. But uh, it would it would be great to have the latest and greatest in both both use
1: cases. Okay, here I've I've got a use case for the old one. Um, put well, it. Why?
0: Well, keep in mind, I, I have I have two old ones now, so okay. I've already got I've already got one old one. I've retired. But what's your use case?
1: I, I would say I'd put it in my travel box or as a lawyer, in my my trial box, and just put the necessary cables in there. So anywhere I go in the world, I can have the ability to airplay uh, to a screen.
0: Yeah what i What I've done with my old one, the one that that got demoted from the living room. I, I bought a, what's called a total mount, which is one of these mounts that just sticks to the back of your TV, but the Apple TV itself is not stuck to the back of TV the TV, and I've put that Apple TV in our guest bedroom, and so that way I can have the benefit of having that Apple TV in that guest bedroom, but I've got a spare cable because it's actually a, a fairly standard um, uh power cable for the Apple TV. Yeah. And and so in my travel bag I've got a spare remote, I've got that spare cable and I've got a spare HDMI cord. So all I need to do when I go to travel is just pluck up the Apple TV out of the back of the TV cause it's not bolted down or anything and put that in my travel bag. But I guess I could, I could have just a dedicated Apple TV in the travel bag.
1: Yeah, that would, I think it'd be useful. Um, I, I don't take it to hotel. For a while I was taking it to hotel rooms and I found that quite often the hotels, they just don't make it. The HDMI ports accessible on their television so often. And then, it just seemed more more stuff to carry than I wanted. If I want to watch a movie in a hotel room or or something like that, I'll just watch on my iPad. But uh, when you're going to present or give a trial or do a sales pre- presentation or anything where you're going to put something on the screen in front of people having a separate iPad, I'm sorry, separate Apple TV is really good for that because uh, it allows you to walk around the room with your iPad or phone and advanced slides and look like a boss. So that's something you may want to do. Like Katie, I am also, you know, when we did the show, I said, I'm going to just keep my, my 720 P that my first generation hockey puck one for upstairs. And I'm already missing all the extra features. And I always get myself a gift when I release a book, you know, and, um, a toy, like it, so it's my reward. So, when the next Max Sparky Field Guide releases, I'm going to buy. I've already decided what my toy will be. It'll be a second Apple TV for the upstairs. Yeah. So,
0: but, but, David, you were telling me before the show started that you actually bought yourself a toy today.
1: Uh No, a couple days ago. But I, I want to get to that one as a separate pick later, because while we're on the subject of Apple TV, I have a pick related to Apple TV. And oh, okay. um, we talked about this a little bit during the show, but we didn't get into it as much as I wanted to because we, we went long on, on other stuff. But I did buy a TV game, an Apple TV game controller when I bought mine. And I know you're not a gamer, but I kind of am uh, not as much as I'd like to be. But I, I, I bought the one that Apple recommends. It's the Nimbus Steel series. And uh, reading reviews online, Apple's got four and a half stars for it. Uh, I know a few people who I like who are gamers have said some things critical of it, but I've been using it for a week. I think it's really solid and it, it charges with the lightning cable. So you just, plug the lightning cable into it and it charges up and it's really nice. Um, but the ultimate test was uh, recently I had my my gaming nephews over and they um, they were testing it out and they said that I needed another one, you know, because I guess I needed another one. But it's just so much easier to play games on your Apple TV with one of these controllers than the built-in pad. Uh, there was some controversy when Apple first announced the Apple TV. They said that there would be games that you would, you would be required to own a controller for and then later they reversed direction and said, no, every game will be able to be played from the Apple TV remote. Uh, Some of them barely are. And uh, if you're going to get a game control, it's 50 bucks. If you already have an Apple TV, this would be a great um, gift uh, to ask for yourself or, you know, um, give to the kids if you've got some kids that like uh, gaming. And related to that, I just saw some news that the um, Disney Infinity uh, uh, 3.0 which is a, a great software for kids and and for parents it's kind of terrible because you have to buy toys to get unlock characters so not only do you buy the game then you go and buy ten dollar toys but i've been getting it for my nephews for years and it's great because you know i can get them the luke skywalker figure for their birthday and they're really happy with it and the games are are pretty kid friendly they're not like super violent um, I, I don't know I might get email on that. But in either way, uh, that's coming to Apple TV and that whole system. So you don't even need to buy a, a gaming system. You could have that whole Infinity system built into your Apple TV. I'll go ahead and put that in the show notes. But, but my, my first official pick related to Katie's is the SteelSeries Nimbus wireless gaming controller for the Apple TV.
0: Well, if, if we're going back to me, then I'm going to have to go back into the living room for one of my picks. And this is something that I don't have. And honestly, I'm probably not going to buy. But I'm going to throw it out there as a pick. You know, I'm I'm a big TiVo fan. And, and we talked about in that Apple TV episode that TiVo is still my HDMI 1 device. It is still my primary device. It's where I watch most of my content. And especially the last two generations of TiVos, the TiVo Romeo's, And now the new TiVo Bolt have really taken big steps up. You know they've now got this this integrated all in one solution where you can get access to Amazon, you get access to Hulu, access to YouTube. All of that content is now coming into the TiVo. In fact, if you're you know don't need you know full blown app access and you don't need access to iTunes, the TiVo is really going to work for most people both as a as a box that's going to be able to record content either from your uh cable provider or from an over the air antenna but also going to be able to take care of most you know people's streaming needs. And the the TiVo came out with a new product this year called the TiVo Bolt. And I've got to admit, I am not a real fan of the design. It's, it's bright white, and it's got this bend in the middle of it that they claim is to give it more of a distinguished look and also to help with airflow. But it's got two new features that really distinguish it from the TiVo line that are things that I want. Um, I doubt that they will come to, to my TiVos, which is only a year old, but, you know, because, of course, TiVo wants you to upgrade – but but there are two features that I that I think are are pretty impressive. Um, one is it's got a feature called Skip Mode that will allow you to instantly skip past commercials in certain TV shows that they've they've pre-qualified. So I don't know if you're aware, David, but you know with TiVo when you record something like most DVRs, it does have a fast forward button. So after you've recorded something, you can hit the fast forward button. In the case of TiVo, it makes this very satisfying. Ba-doop, ba-doop, ba-doop. Uh, noise. And then um, you fast forward, but sometimes you go too far, sometimes you don't. But what TiVo will do is on certain networks um, during prime time a few hours after it airs. So they're basically doing this with humans is they're analyzing where the commercial starts, where the commercial stops, and then they're signifying you'll see a little icon on the TiVo screen if your show is skip eligible. So as soon as the commercial break starts, if your show is skip eligible, you can hit the skip button and it's going to instantly skip past the commercials right to where the show starts and fades in. So that's pretty cool. I mean, is, is it a necessity? Probably not, but Definitely pretty cool, and I, I think they might get into some trouble with that. I say the
1: networks are going to love that. Yeah, <laughs> love in the
0: that. in the future, um, and I got to say, I, I am a master commercial skipper. I've I've got that fast forward down to a to an art. I actually use the thirty second skip on my TiVo. Uh, the other feature they have, which is interesting, and it's really one that I'd like to be able to try, and they said that this feature may come to current TiVos is they've got something called quick mode. So you know how sometimes um, I, at least I listen to my podcasts at typically about 1.8 speed is where I land an overcast, but some people will listen to podcasts at one and a half speed or at at double speed. So they've got a feature called quick mode where you can speed up your shows to um, like uh, 1.3 speed. You can't go any higher than that because that would just be a little ridiculous, but um it will speed up the the video and the audio without distorting it so you can get through you know like an hour show in about a little over 45 minutes
1: okay i am not even sure if I, you
0: watch the commercials I'm not they sure I they, to they do they, that though the the reviewers have said it it kind of takes a minute to wrap your mind around it but it's not freaky they say it's it's great for kind of slow moving shows it's great for you know sports or or things like that yeah i
1: could see it for sports yeah you know. Yeah, I, I'm. I've heard about this device. I hadn't seen it till you you just talked about it. I looked at. I'm looking at a picture of it now. It is ugly. I don't know what. Yeah, it's what, pretty bad. And, and and you know how would you put that in your media center? Because it's. I guess it just has to go on top.
0: Yeah, it's got to go on top.
1: Yeah, but um, everybody, you know, it's funny because TV was one of those things I've never really understood because I've never owned one, and um, everybody who, <coughs> excuse me, I have a cough. Anyway, everybody who I ever know who has owned one loves them and swears by them. But if you don't use it, you don't really get it. And I'm still in that in that spot. Um. So anyway, um. yeah. OK, so the TiVo, why not? So but I bet they're going to have one with that commercial skipping for you eventually. Right.
0: Well, I don't I don't think they're going to bring the software update to my TiVo because yeah. they want you to buy the new one.
1: Yeah, but I mean, at some point they'll get one that you'll want. that's not doesn't look like it's been run over by a truck.
0: Yeah, I tend I tend to upgrade my TiVos on a much, you know, like a every third cycle because they last so long.
1: Yeah. And there's still a subscription for that as well, right?
0: Yeah. And that's the problem. And it's especially the problem with this one. So typically the way it works is you either pay a monthly subscription or you pay a, a lifetime subscription. And that's for the lifetime of the box, not for your lifetime. Um, unfortunately, with this particular model, they've kind of adopted a hybrid approach where they've built one year of the subscription into the price of the box so they can kind of hide the cost of the subscription but then when your year is over you still have to buy a subscription so there's there's a little additional cost later
1: yeah i I just don't i just don't know because i've got you know we've got the fast forward ability with our cable box and but I have to look into that because I know I'm paying a little extra for that. So maybe it's really not out of out of reach.
0: Yeah, you, you've you got to do the math and just see where the where the break even points. But the beauty about the TiVo is it's just it's got a great interface.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get it. And um, but I'm, I'm trying to avoid that particular weakness right now. Hey, yeah. why, why don't we take a minute to talk about our first sponsor? Because I think the next pick I'm going to have will take a few minutes.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're going to ramble on a little bit about it, too. But uh <laughs> So this episode of Mac Power Users is brought to you by Braintree. And Braintree does easy online payments. So if you're a mobile app developer, you definitely want to check out Braintree. They're the payment solution that is used by companies like Uber, Airbnb, Hotel Tonight, Living Social, and more. Braintree has made the payment experience in these apps seamless and magical. And now you can add a similar experience to your own app. With excellent customer service and simple integration, Braintree gets you ready to receive payments quickly braintree's continuous support plus super fast payouts means you'll be prepared as your company grows from your first dollar till you your billionth braintree is also helping you solve the problem of mobile cart abandonment by offering its best-in-class mobile checkout experience and they make the payment experience in some of your favorite apps seamless and magical and you can add that same experience to your own apps Braintree is going to give you a full-stack payment solution, support for all payment types your customers might want, including Apple Pay, PayPal, Bitcoin, Venmo, Cards, and more, all with single integration. And developers, you need to integrate Apple Pay into your apps because that's how I want to pay, and it's so easy. I'm much more likely to insta-buy. And it works across all platforms with superior fraud protection and their fantastic customer service and very fast payouts. So you can learn more and get your first $50,000 in transactions fee-free. Go to braintree.com slash, I'm sorry, BraintreePayments.com slash MPU. That's BraintreePayments.com slash MPU. And thanks to Braintree for their support of Mac Power users.
1: Okay. Uh, So my uh, next pick is going to be, I think it's the most expensive one on the list.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, um... And and can we just say this was predictable?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I I have talked on the show that I decided I was going to get an iPad Pro, and sure enough, I did. Uh, I went and ordered one, and I, I didn't order it, you know, day one because I wanted to read the reviews first. And, um, and I was in Florida at the time, and it just didn't seem, you know, I wanted to give it a few days. And we had some friends in Florida that already had them. So I got to spend some time with one and said, okay, I want to try this. So I went ahead and ordered it. It had a ship date of like two or three weeks, and then uh, when I got home, I just for giggles I looked uh, at the local Apple store and they had them in stock, so I went down and got one. Uh, I did not get. Now,
0: did you get the mega mega one?
1: Yeah. Uh, yes, I did. I just went and got the the whole enchilada. I got the 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 one with the most um, storage, and I got the one with the cellular radio. Uh, I, I have AT and T, so it's ten dollars a month to to add an iPad to my plan and my old iPad was on the plan. I'm going to take that one off and put this one on. And um, I know that you could, you can tether these things pretty easy these days, but I I just like having it always on. And for an extra 10 bucks a month, I'm okay with that. Anyway, so I've only been using it a day and we're going to do, our next show is going to be all about iPads. It's not going to be an iPad pro show though. It's going to be about where we see the tipping points where you need an iPad, where you don't need an iPad, workflows that we use with the iPads. And then we're going to also talk about a buying guide about, you know, which one you need. And this certainly is not for everyone. It's it, this thing is big. You got to use one, too, right?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I sat next to one all, all, uh, all yeah. week at my left.
1: I mean, and now it's kind of funny that my my iPad is actually bigger than my Mac laptop. So <laughs> go figure. Uh, but the uh, but I really like it. I, I think if you're someone who um likes to get a lot of productivity type stuff done on your iPad, uh, you won't be disappointed with this thing. Um, and like I said, I'm going to talk about a lot more next week when we do a whole show on it. But the productivity apps are amazing on it. They look great. Um, that big keyboard makes it possible to really type on the glass on your lap, sort of, uh, you have to look at it still. It's not like a, a keyboard where you can feel your fingers on the, on the keys. Uh, it's got some really nice benefits to it. I think that the, the people that should look seriously at it, um, if I had to summarize very briefly, it's people who are already used to carrying a larger size iPad, like an iPad air. If you've got a bag, you know, you're carrying it, carrying one slightly bigger is probably not going to make much of a difference for you. So the convenience of portability isn't really affected and the larger screen. And, and like said, next week, we're going to go through this in great detail. I want to have a whole week under my belt before I talk about it at length. But uh, I can already tell the, the larger screen is just really useful in a lot of ways. Uh, someone like Katie is not the right candidate for it because Katie. The whole not
0: thing, at all interested.
1: Yeah. I mean, because someone like you is the whole thing for you is you like the small iPad that you can carry in your purse and have it with you all the time. And, I'd have
0: to get a much bigger purse.
1: Yeah, you'd have to get a gigantor purse. Although they see they sell those now. I I learned <laughs> I that walking around Epcot with my family that that they actually have rather large purses. Uh, but anyway, um, the uh, it, it really. But if you're someone who's used to carrying an iPad to have the iPad, uh, there are a lot of benefits of this thing, and it, it really, uh, it it also feels to me like kind of an evolutionary product for for nerds that. Uh, it's the most I've ever been able to do on an iPad. And it kind of reminds me of when we had the the first, you know, Mac and some of the other products Apple has revolutionized the first phone where it's like, okay, now you can rethink the way you do a lot of things with this. Uh, another spoiler for next week, unless my mind changes between now and then, I don't think it's a, a laptop replacement for almost everybody. Maybe there's a few people it could be, but for most people, uh, this is not something you buy to replace a laptop with. So uh, we'll talk about it more next week. But uh, if you're looking for the real, you know, latest and greatest, the iPad Pro is out there and and they are available. I did not get the uh, pencil and the keyboard yet, but I did spend a bunch of time with them in the store. And, and I'll have more to say about that next week as well.
0: Now, keeping this on the topic of, of gift guide, if yeah. someone is going to buy an iPad Pro for someone, uh, what do you think is the best way to do that. I mean, should you actually buy them the iPad Pro? Should you buy them a gift card towards the iPad Pro? That's a very person I mean, in- or unless you know that your significant other says, I want an iPad Pro, I want this make, this model, this color, this size, um, because there's some options. I mean, yeah. for example, we know that the cellular data connection is only available in the 128. If you're going to get an iPad Pro, unless you have a very specific use case, I'm guessing the 32 is probably going to be a little light on the storage for most yeah, people
1: I, I don't think yeah i think unless i feel like the 32 is a tease if you're going to get it go ahead and get the 128 so the only question yeah, you have like, I, is, like
0: i met someone this weekend who was buying an ipad pro solely for the purpose of using it as a drawing tablet in their conference room in which case they got the 32
1: yeah and that's one of the few cases where that would make sense so if you're getting one for uh, a loved one, or if you're asking for yourself, I would definitely recommend get the 128. And the cellular thing is completely your call. I could have saved, I think, it's about 130 bucks or so off the price if I had not got the cellular radio. And and really, what am I getting for that? Uh, you know, just the convenience of not having to tether. But you know, I I often use an iPad out on the road in court, etc. And I don't want to tether because I don't want to put that extra drain on my phone battery. And I just like the idea of having it instantly on and I'm willing to pay for that, but you don't have to. So that's a decision yeah. you have to make.
0: See, uh, I think most people who are going to want the iPad Pro are going to agree. I think the 128 high-end model is going to be the, the popular choice. But I tell you, when I buy iPads, I tend to buy the, the mid-range for storage and Wi-Fi yeah. and well, and save a couple of bucks.
1: Yeah, agreed. And in terms of accessories, if you're doing it for a holiday gift, I would definitely well, I guess it depends on the person, but I, I, the pencil is such a kind of a revolutionary bit of this thing. I think you'd want one. And the keyboard is the one that's a big uh, question mark. And we're going to talk about this more next week. But there's a, you know, it's a, it'll b- pair with any Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, the the fancy thing about the Apple one is it's also a cover and it's very low profile. And if that's important to you and, and you know, that's maybe more important to you than making it a great keyboard because it's not particularly a great keyboard. Um, but you really don't need to get the Apple keyboard, but I would probably get the pencil too. Now, if you're, if you want it for yourself, I would spec that out and give it to the, it's going to be somebody pretty close to you because you're going to spend about a thousand dollars or more on it. Um, so I would spec it out and say, this is what I'd really like and tell them to get it soon because, you know, I don't think you can go, well, maybe you will be able to, but you know, by, by the holidays, it still may have a little bit of a lead time to get one. So I would tell them to get on it. Definitely with the pencil, which like mine's not going to show up for like a month. But uh, you were telling me before we started the show that that's starting to loosen up already as well. At
0: least if you walk into a store.
1: Yeah. And uh, if if you are getting one for someone else, um, I'll tell you, I one of the things I did uh, with my wife, and I think it's three years old now, because she wanted a new iPad and I got her a mini and I went ahead and got the cellular plan for her, and I pay 10 bucks a month on our cellular plan for that as well. She's not, I mean, she's pretty technically savvy, but getting her to tether every time she needs to get it on the internet would have been a pain for her and and for me as the husband. <laughs> so I just got her the cellular one, and she really likes it. And she carries, like Katie, she carries it in her purse all the time. And when she's off doing things, you know, she she works off the iPad mini. So So if you're getting one for someone else, make that decision. And I would not give someone else the 32 gigabyte uh, one, unless you had a really good reason for it.
0: All right. Well, we'll have more on your your iPad next week.
1: And uh, and that's not going to be a show just about the iPad Pro. I know there's been plenty of those out already, Uh, but this is going to be more about iPad workflows and, and ideas where we think they all fit next week.
0: So switching over, um, I have got to a, to a totally different company. Some would say the the anti Apple company. Um, yeah, I have got an Amazon Echo on my list, and you know I I didn't think that I wanted one, and I thought they were overpriced and expensive. And why would I need an Amazon Echo when I have Siri on my wrist with with the Apple Watch? There is just something about this device that is pulling me. So basically what what Amazon Echo is, is it's Amazon's, what are we going to call it? Virtual Assistant. It's Amazon Siri, which which they're calling Alexa, that is built into a, a... fairly reasonably sized, large cylindrical Bluetooth speaker. And I don't think it's as large as, as you think it is, but it's basically like two cans on top of each other and a, a little bit wider than that. And so it's yeah. it's a Bluetooth speaker, so you can play music through it and you can sync your iPhone or whatever device up to it. And the idea is you can set the Echo in a room and it has microphones that are designed for far-field voice recognition. So from the other side of the room, you can activate Alexa, which is Amazon's AI, and ask it questions. So you can um, ask it to integrate with various services. So for example, it integrates with SmartThings, it integrates with Instion, it integrates with Hue. So you could tell it to turn on the lights in your bedroom or to turn off your lights or any of those things, you know, kind of like the promise of HomeKit, but we don't have HomeKit quite yet as we'd hoped we would.
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, one of the notes I put in the show notes is, Sadly, I don't have any home kit gear on the Christmas list this year. And I think I expected we'd have more by now.
0: Uh, You can also get answers to questions. You can ask information from Wikipedia or get answers to common questions. You can set alarms. You can set timers. A lot of the types of things that you can do with Siri, you can do with Echo. Um, You can, of course, you can order things off of your prime shopping list um, and they'll just show up at your door. No questions asked. Um, you, you can get information about local businesses. So is the Starbucks near me open now? Um, it will play audible books if you can sync it up. Audible, I think is now an Amazon property. So you can sync it up with your audible account. Um, it integrates with if this, then that. So you can trigger if this, then that rules with it. Um, but the big thing is we've got a lot of Mac power users listeners who have written into us about the echo. And I have not heard a single person who has written into us about the echo, who has been dissatisfied with it. Everyone who I've talked to who has the echo or who has played with the echo has been pretty universally satisfied with it.
1: So now where are you going to put it? Are you are, like, is this something that goes in like your living room or your bedroom?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I thought, I thought about that, uh, probably in the living room or like in the kitchen. Maybe I think it may, might be a good, like kitchen speaker. Yeah. And then based on where my kitchen is, I could kind of, if I put it in a, a good spot in my kitchen, I could probably, because my kitchen's pretty centrally located, I could probably activate it for my living room as well.
1: This is something I was kind of hoping that we would see with the Apple TV, where we'd have kind of the, you know, the Hal. I mean, the, the first time I ever saw this technology was 2001, you know, the movie where you would ask Hal questions and he'd answer them and, and do stuff for you. And we kind of have that with Siri, you're right. But um the echo is that thing that's always listening in your home. Yeah. So we want to put mean, a microphone in our house to let Amazon listen to everything we say.
0: Well, but it's kind of like the Star Trek computer, you know, yeah. in Star Trek, you can just from wherever you are, talk to the computer and have it do things. I mean, we'll get there one day with the house and maybe this is the first day to that. But I want that in my house right now.
1: Yeah, I get it. Uh, so it's it's 180 bucks, but you can buy it also. They have five monthly payments if you want to.
0: And occasionally it goes it on sale for, for Prime members.
1: Yeah. Uh interesting. Well, you know, I am very I am very curious about this product too, although I, I just don't have the bandwidth for it right now. But if Katie Floyd gets one and tells me how great it is, then you know, maybe it'll go on my list next year or something. But the um I'll let you know. Yeah, but the, I think that is I think it is an interesting geek toy and it may um it may be quite useful for you. I mean, some of those things you were saying I I could see doing. A lot of those things I wish I could be doing right now through HomeKit, which you know, it just seems to me like it's, it's fizzled a little bit. It hasn't really come out in the gangbusters we expected. Um, I know you have one more, um, home automation related pick. So let me see if I've got anything on my list that relates to that. Um, I, okay. I've got one that's kind of home relates to the home a little bit. Uh, I have found over the last year, so many uses for my Bluetooth wireless headphones. Um, uh, in the last year we came out with, uh, Apple came out with a new watch, you know, that they can talk to Bluetooth, the new Apple TV can talk to Bluetooth headphones. Uh, that was on the outline last week, but I was prepping the show. I don't remember. Did we talk about that at all? I don't think we did.
0: I don't remember if we did or not.
1: Uh, okay. So, um, you can pair with your Apple TV, Bluetooth headphones. So if you have a nice pair of Bluetooth cans, you can go ahead and then, um, pair them to the Apple TV. And then, so at night I can watch a movie. Now kids are in bed. My wife is doing something else and things are blowing up and nobody knows. And it's all wireless. It's great. So anyway, I think if you haven't got a pair of, uh, Bluetooth headphones yet, wireless Bluetooth headphones, this would be a great gift to give somebody else or, uh, or yourself. Like my wife also, she sometimes stays up later than I and she likes to watch the Apple TV too. She wears them while she's walking around the house doing stuff. Um, with, uh, something on the Apple TV. Um, so, so is this something several, that you
0: have like your own set of Bluetooth headphones or do you have like a family set that you keep in the, well, in the living room or something?
1: It's evolved. I, I mean, I used to keep them up on my desk and I, I had them paired to my phone, but I don't use them off my phone that much. Now I use them more off the Apple TV than anything else. So now I keep them downstairs and I have a little cord so I can charge them mine. The particular ones I have charge off, um, a uh, Bluetooth, micro, um, micro USB, Bluetooth. What an edit point here. I have a coughing fit coming on me. Hold on a second. Okay. I just need to get a drink of water. Sorry. I don't know. I think I'm coming down with something. I've got this cough coming. And I think I'm okay until I talk a lot and then it just hits me. Okay, um, you ready to yeah. resume? Yeah,
0: and, and I don't think there's anything as the uh, micro USB Bluetooth is not a thing. It's just micro USB. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: all right, I misspoke. Uh, so it's a micro USB cable that just connects to them and charges them. So everybody's using them off the Apple TV more than ever now. Uh, but even if you don't have an Apple TV, you can hook these up to your iPad or your phone or even your watch, and it's just really nice being able to walk around and do stuff. Uh, while you've got Bluetooth uh, headphones connected. Uh, there's several different manufacturers making them. Uh, I would not recommend the Beats ones. Uh, I went and tried them, and they're really, really bassy. I don't like the fidelity of them. I know some people do, so you know, choose your own poison. But there's a lot of great ones out there. Um, I'm going to put two into the show notes. One is an over-the-ear pair, and the other is a pair that wraps around your neck and has little earbuds that you go on them. Uh, these are the two that I have, and um, but you know, it, it, I, I don't even want to really push any particular manufacturer because uh, the the idea of the gift here, really, I think, is get yourself a pair of Bluetooth headphones, uh, and you'll be surprised how many Apple devices you can use them with, and how nice they are to have. Like even just doing yard work, I wear them now uh, because I was having the problem where. I would have my, um, you know, my earbuds that I use for yard work, and I'd walk around and they'd get stuck on a door handle or something, and then get yanked out of my ear, or worse yet, possibly yank the phone out of my pocket, or just they were just causing all sorts of mayhem. So when I went cordless, things got a lot easier.
0: Cool. Well, I've got um, I've got one more home related product, and don't give me too much grief for this. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I'm ready now to try the hue bulbs again. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. So, so I, uh, you know, I poo-pooed your idea of the hue bulbs and I, I insisted that I didn't need them. And, um, and I actually, then I, I ordered not one, but two sets of hue bulbs. I ordered the, the big ones and then I ordered the little ones. And I I didn't like them at all, and I sent them both back. And now I think, um, you know, Hue just released their 2.0 Hub, which is HomeKit compatible. And I hear everybody talking about them. And so I I think I'm ready to try it again. And and I'll tell you what really prompted me to look at this as a solution again is Hue seems to really have done this HomeKit thing correctly. I think if you have the 2.0 Hub and you have the Hue bulbs, this is working for people. I haven't seen too many people complaining about this. And before I was pretty happy with my Wemo solution because I've actually invested quite a bit of money um, in a bunch of Wemo devices. I think I have between 10 and 12 of them total throughout the house between light bulbs and switches and wall switches and all of these other things. But just over the year or over the months rather, I think really starting with, with iOS 9 coming out, they have just gotten less and less and less reliable. I mean, just to the point where it's, it's, it's really bad. Like I can't even sometimes turn on my light switches when I physically turn them on with a switch. And, you know, I've been working with their customer support. I've been working through all the troubleshooting and that's just been a fiasco in and of itself. And, I think I'm just, it, it's been a real disappointment and I think I'm just ready to say, you know what, what are the most important things that I do with this, with home automation? What do I rely on the most? And a lot of that's lighting related, whether it's, I've got a couple of lamps that I turn on and I've got a couple of lights outside that I turn on with switches. And I think I could replace that with some hue bulbs pretty easily. Um, I don't think I really have any interest in the colors though, um, so I think I'm just going to go with the the plain white hue bulbs because the the color just don't do anything for me.
1: Okay, well let us know how it works and um, and I'm curious to see what you think of the HomeKit um, integration.
0: Yeah, well I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just saying it's on my wish list, so we'll see. Okay, yeah. but you haven't your your bulbs don't aren't uh aren't integrated yet for HomeKit, are they?
1: No, they aren't. I, I got a um. I, I put myself on the list. They had a list where they were going to have discounted bridges, the upgraded bridge. And, and that email came in and I was busy and I didn't follow up on it soon enough. By the time I made it over there to buy one at the discounted price, they were sold out. And I decided I'm going to wait until after, after the holidays, you know, we're, you know, we've got our budget right now for fun stuff right now for other people and and I just bought a new iPad as well, so uh i am gonna have to wait a little while, but eventually I'm gonna upgrade the bridge so I can get those home kit features on my bulbs for now though they're working fine with the old stuff, but it's just not quite as fancy when you can't have Siri turn your lights off for you ah, they're still cool. working great for me though and and we still really like it i um I, you know I have the colored bulbs, and you know I don't know it's I think it's nice being able to set like a color pattern. You know, we have them in our kitchen and when we have people over, sometimes we kind of set like different hues of lights in the kitchen and sometimes it becomes even a talking point for people. But I I think it's just kind of nice. So I don't know what the price difference is between the the colored ones and the white ones, but I can tell you we've had a lot of fun with the colored ones. Okay. Um,
0: We've got a lot more to go, but I think maybe before we do, this might be a good point to take a quick break and talk about our next sponsor. (laughs)
1: Yeah, actually, this sponsor is kind of holiday related, and that's our friends over at Fracture. Now, um, we have been had Fracture as a sponsor for a long time, and and they really do something that that is is quite amazing. They find they found an easy way for you to take your beautiful pictures and get them on a wall because we've all got these great libraries full of photos we've taken but so rarely do we actually get them printed out and Fracture allows you to do that. They're the company that will take your favorite image and print it directly on the glass for you to proudly display or to give as gifts. And with the holidays coming up, this is a great time to get involved with Fracture.
0: And the beauty of it is if you if you want to get a fracture for the holidays now, I I actually talked to the fracture folks. We had a call with them and they said, if you want to get a fracture now, you've really got to order it now because this is their busiest time of the year, as you can imagine. So if if you want that fracture under the tree for the holidays, put that order in now because otherwise they're going to get super busy and (laughs) it may be into the new year after you get it.
1: Yeah. And so what do they do is they, they take an image and they they print it onto a piece of glass and you don't have to, it's it's in essence framed and ready to go on the wall when they get it to you. And it's shipped very carefully. I've bought many from them. I've never had any problems. Even comes with the screw that you put into the wall to hang it on. And it's lighter than you think when you, when you put it up. So it's, it's nice having it on your walls. And the process is, you know, I don't even, they call it the factory where they make it. In fact, it's in Gainesville, Florida, not so far away from Katie Floyd. Uh, but it's just amazing the way they look. It's the best way I've ever seen my pictures, you know, printed or created for hanging on the wall. And like I said, I've I've got them all over the house now. Whenever we have a good picture, every vacation we pick one or two that we send out to Fracture to get done. And when you, you know, if you've got someone in your family that you can't find a gift for, a lot of times a nice picture is the perfect gift, especially for like grandparents or even your own parents. I mean, you know, you know, we love seeing pictures of our kids, and when you get a beautiful one, you're going to find a spot for it on the wall, and you don't even have to bother going to buy a frame for it because it's just ready to go. So every picture is printed and hand assembled in Gainesville and sent to you. Uh, this is done by people, so they're going to need time. Like Katie was saying, you want to get it out to them as soon as you can. It's a real simple process. You go onto their line over to fractureme.com. Uh, and you upload your picture. You decide what the, you know, what the size of it is. You can make it square. You can make it rectangular. They have very small ones that you can put on a desk and they have very large ones that you can put on a wall and everything in between. I've got this one of Yosemite I did, and that was actually a picture taken by our friend, Victor Cahiao. It's gorgeous. He just took this great, you know, sunset picture and I look at it every day. So, so go over there. You can get it. If you use the discount code MAC15, MAC15, you get 15% off your first order and that'll help support our show but more importantly this is just an excellent gift and um, it's just a great way to do it like i was saying before because you don't have to buy the frame when you give it to someone they can just screw it in fact you could just screw it in the wall for them and hang it before you leave and it's just a a great gift so once again thank you to fracture for supporting the show Uh, go to fractureme.com with the discount code mac15 mac15 and give a beautiful image for your loved ones this holiday season
0: All right, David, I think you're up. Do you have another pick for me?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, This one is another kind of long pick. Um, When we had um, Austin Mann on, uh, and actually for a while now, I've been really trying to take better pictures with my iPhone. Uh, There's a little issue with our our big boy camera. And one of the issues is my wife has taken it over, so I don't have it anymore. (laughs) So I've been trying to get better at it. And I decided I'm not going to buy another big boy camera. I'm going to just... start trying to do better with the phone. But I did buy something that was actually, this is the other big expensive gift on our list this year. I bought an upgrade for my iPhone camera. It's called the DXO one. And I I showed it to you in Florida. It's really a nice little device.
0: Very cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's about the size of a half a pack of cigarettes and you click a button on it and it pops out a little lightning port and you plug it into the iPhone's lightning port and it has its own custom software, which is really great camera software and you've done this massive upgrade to the lens on your iPhone camera. It's uh, It's got a one inch sensor, which is much bigger than in your iPhone, and the aperture goes down to 1.8. Now, if you're not a photographer, what that means is you can have the ability to take a picture and have your subject in focus and the background is kind of blurry. It's just a really nice image. It also is very fast at 1.8, so it can take pictures in low light. Uh, we were at the Hollywood Bowl with our friend Liana Lehua recently, and we were taking pictures and I had the DxO1 there and it was sunset and the DxO was taking these amazing pictures and the native iPhone camera just could not keep up with it because the, it just wasn't fast enough. It's got a twenty point two megapixel sensor, um, and there is no built-in zoom. But the advantage of that twenty point two megapixels is that you can take kind of a wide shot, and then later um, go ahead and crop it down, and it's still going to be great because it's it's got enough megapixels to work with. In fact, you know, talking about our friends over at Fracture, this is a great lens to use when you're taking pictures. You're going to use with Fracture. Uh, it's a thirty-two millimeter equivalent it's just a it's just a really nice upgrade and it's not cheap it's 600 bucks uh, but it shoots uh, pictures and it shoots video one of the things that's nice about it is that it can shoot independently so you don't even have to have it connected to the uh, to the iPhone we got uh, recently to go at Disneyland. I have this thing called called club 33, which is a really fancy club and a friend of ours is a member. So we went up and I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be taking pictures or not. <laughs> so I had the, uh, the fracture. I'm sorry. I had the uh, DXO one in my hand and I was just walking around, just pushing the button, taking pictures because I just wanted pictures when we got home. And it, so it's kind of a spy camera in that sense too. Uh, there's, there's a lot to really like about this thing. Um, I also the software is amazing because it gives you all this control over it. Like when we were in Epcot, uh, I would uh, put the phone on a tripod mount with the DxO1 connected to it. And then I could in the software, I could say, you know, do like a two second exposure. And it was nighttime and there was all these lights and, you know, these country pavilions and the architecture there is gorgeous so i got these really good looking shots of some of those countries at night with the lights on and there's no way i could have done that with the the built-in iphone camera and got something as good as i did so this is just a massive upgrade to your to your iphone camera it's not as good as like the fuji and some of the other fancy cameras out there but it's it's really a fraction of the price of those and it fits in your pocket which means uh, if you're going somewhere you can bring your phone and you can bring this little lump in your pocket for the DXO one and you can have a pretty nice camera rig. Uh, and and it also gets all the extra metadata that you get from you know, the Apple stuff. So it's got, you know, the location stuff and all the other stuff uh, right built in.
0: Yeah, this was really cool when you showed it to me at Disney. I couldn't believe how small it was, but yet the quality of photos that you were getting off of it. So. I, I don't know. I'm not much of a photographer, and my iPhone has always been good enough for me. But I think this might be something that I need to to add to my list.
1: Well, it's. I think that you know the the this is a camera that has a weird audience in my mind. I, a lot of people um, uh, think that the iPhone camera is great, and that's good enough for them. And it's like way better than anything they've used before. And for those people, this would be silly to to get it because you got to like snap it on and do some extra work. And then there's people who want to buy the two or the three thousand dollar camera. And for them, this isn't good enough because you don't have interchangeable lenses. You can't put a zoom on it. I mean, there's there's limitations to it. Uh, but I I happen to fit kind of in that middle ground. I don't want to go crazy with cameras, but I do want to have a nice camera to take pictures with. And I really like the portability of it. You know, The ability to stick it in my pocket, like I said, when we go out for a day at Disneyland or uh, go to a, 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 one of my daughter's events at her school, and I, I've got a good quality camera w- on me without having a whole bunch of stuff around my neck and a separate bag. Uh, related pics to that, if you're going to get one of these, I would get a um, a good setup for a tripod because having that lens, you want to have a tripod on it. Uh, I use two things for that. The first is the Studio Neat Glyph, which is a um, a tripod mount for the iPhone that is really well made. And then I want a tripod for the actual tripod, I use the UltraPod 2, which Austin Mann recommended, and I put in the show notes. Um, if you're not going to go crazy and buy the DX01 for a tripod, I would recommend, instead of the UltraPod, getting the Joby Micro 800. It's a really tiny one, and that also fits in your pocket. But the, the, the overall theme of this for me over the last six months is I've really upped my game with my iPhone photography, and I've got some really great pictures out of my iPhone. So uh, that's kind of a fun camera pick. Very cool. How about you, Katie Floyd?
0: Well, I think I'm going to shift back over um, on the Apple side of things and pick an accessory for the Apple Watch. And I have really enjoyed having a stand for my Apple Watch. For a long time, I didn't have a stand for my Apple Watch. I just kind of used a, for lack of a better word, kind of a catch-all tray that I I kept by my bedside table. And I'm going to throw out two choices for you. Um, First off, Apple did just... Last week, as the show is released, um, come out with their own stand solution for the Apple Watch, and I must say, I was not impressed. I I yeah, I was
1: so underwhelmed with that. I
0: I personally thought it was kind of ugly and very expensive. So. Um, uh, I'll throw out two solutions. I'll throw out one is a very budget solution, and it's the one that I'm using right now. But I think if you're kind of on the fence as to whether or not uh, a stand is right for you, or if you're looking kind of for a secondary stand or a travel stand or something, this might work. But I I think I'm pronouncing this right. It's called the spigeon stand. And basically what it is, is it's, it's it's kind of a piece of molded, It's not styrofoam. It's something nicer than styrofoam, but it's got one of those nano suction cups on the bottom of it that the Apple Watch charger fits into. It's very small. It's very minimalistic. I wrote this up on my blog. It's what I use. And I just stick it to my nightstand. And um, at the end of the day, I just plop my Apple Watch in it. Um, it's set up for nightstand mode, so it holds your watch horizontally so that it works with uh, Apple Watch 2.0 in nightstand mode. And that's that. It's a very small, minimalistic place for your Apple Watch to sit. And it costs like $10 or so. You know, it's available on Amazon. The price fluctuates a few bucks, but it's in the $10 range. For it. it's like, so if you want to stand and you don't want to spend much, it's $10, it's decent, it's it's fine. Um, If you want to upgrade a little bit, and this is the stand that I've got my eye on, um, I really like the look of the Elevation Lab nightstand for Apple Watch. It's kind of the same concept of the inexpensive one that I mentioned, but it's certainly a little bit better build quality. Elevation Lab makes a lot of great products, uh, Apple products. Again, few stands now hold the Apple Watch uh, in horizontal mode. But I think that's important uh, to take advantage of the nightstand mode. It's a little bit bigger. It's a little bit bulkier. Um, it's going to take up a little more space on your nightstand, but not significantly more space. Um, but it's it's definitely, you know, one that you're going to be able to use. Uh, it's got a little more substance to it. and And I like it. It comes in a variety of colors. I'm pretty boring. I'd probably go with the black one, but there you go.
1: Yeah, and the thing I like about the elevation lab one is two things. They've got the uh, those micro suction cups on the bottom, so right. when you put it on your table, it's not going to you know jiggle around, and it incorporates the the watch cable into the stand, so it doesn't really show up. You know, I've never really made the case for this. So, so my uh, my mo on this is I at my at night I take my watch off, I I connect it again, so it's a loop, and just lay it on its side. And then I just connect the Apple Watch cable to it, and it's fine. I've just never felt a need for the stand. So if you get one of these, let me know how it goes for you. If it improves the experience at all, because I'm I'm pretty happy with mine without a stand.
0: See, I find that mine doesn't stay connected all that well, and it kind of slides around on the the top of the nightstand if it's okay if it doesn't yeah. have a stand. And I'm I'm worried about scratching the top of my nightstand because I have a solid wood nightstand.
1: Yeah. And see, mine, I have the aluminum watch, not the stainless steel one. And I think that would kind of weigh into it. I think if you had the stainless steel watch, you may be more inclined to get one of these. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah. So that's an interesting pick. Thanks, Katie, for sharing that. I, I have an Apple Watch related uh, pick as well. I had, um, I, so I got the aluminum, black aluminum watch with the black fluorelastomer band, and I've been very happy with it. Occasionally, I'm tempted to get another color, but I've never actually gone through with it. That's another one where I feel like it's quite a bit of money for these um, basically you know, plastic bands from Apple. And I, and I hadn't seen any third-party ones that I really liked. Uh, Watching Katie walk around with her fancy uh, Milanese Loop band, I I did notice that, by the way, Katie. Did
0: you like that Milanese Loop band?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's very charming on you. That's a good-looking watch band there. So I said, well, you know, I need to up my game a little bit. And I started looking around. I always have liked those leather straps. And there's one that, in particular, I have not seen in person, but it looks to me like it may be a good one. And it's another uh, third-party vendor that makes kind of high-quality stuff. That's the folks over at Nomad. They have one, and I don't even know if it's for if it's if it's being shipping yet. I guess it ships at the end of November. I'm just looking at it now, but they have a, a strap for Apple Watch, and it's a really kind of rugged leather strap for Apple Watch. And and on the website they've got it connected to a black aluminum uh, Apple Watch, and it looks really nice. And it looks it's just a very rugged leather strap. Um, it's you know it's over hundred bucks. $120 is the pre-order price. I don't know what it's going to cost when it goes out. So that's kind of a lot of money. But, boy, it does look like a really nice Apple watch. With stainless steel lugs and just really well-made. So I'm going to yeah, go ahead. Do they, I think, do
0: they use the Apple lugs? Or are most people doing that now? I don't know.
1: Looking at the website, it's not clear whether they do or not. But, um, yeah, that's one of the concerns. I guess everybody has about third-party straps is that, you know, if it has bad lugs, you could lose your watch. But I can't believe the folks over at Nomad would, would cheap out on that because they, you know, everything they make is usually so high quality. So I'm going to put that on my Christmas list this year. I think I'm going to try and get a new Apple Watch strap. If that's not the one for you. There are a lot of them out there at this point.
0: So I'm kind of running out of high tech items on my list. I, I know that may be a shocker to you.
1: Uh, not really. I mean, we've been doing this for several years. We try not to repeat ourselves too much.
0: Yeah, but I, I still have some cool geeky things. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. If, if, okay. If, yeah.
1: I I've got some more geeky things too. So Yeah.
0: They're all geeky. They're just they just yeah. may not be high tech geeky. Yeah. But um one of the things on my list is um in my new office, we got a significant upgrade on the coffee situation at my office. And I know you've made fun of me in the past, but I've always had one of those Keurig machines. And yeah. It's fine. You know, for me, it was fine. For me, it was an upgrade because it was pretty good coffee because I wasn't making great coffee in my little drip thing and I wasn't making it. For me, it was an upgrade. And it was great. And that's what we had in our office is we had one of those office Keurig's, And that was a huge upgrade because the coffee that they made in the office was so bad. This is at my old office. Yeah. At my new office, David, we have a French press. Wow! And when I saw that, I was like, well, "What is this? I don't even understand what you do with this." I, I, someone had to show me how to use it because I, I didn't know how to use it. You, you have to, you have to grind the beans, and you have to keep them. You have to keep them pretty coarse for the French press. And then, I, I learned at least in our office how we do it is we do six scoops and then six minutes. And so I have Siri every day. You know, after I put my six scoops in, this is for a pot for the office. We do yeah. six scoops, and then I I fill it up with hot water. Only two scoops. If you we have a big French press for the office, and then we have a mini French press. If you're just making coffee for you, only two scoops in the mini French press. By the way, um, we have a little um, uh, kettle that we we boil our water in electric kettle. And so you it's it's quite a it's quite a ceremony. You you boil the water, you grind your beans, you you put your scoops into the French press. When your water's done boiling, you you pour the water into the French press, and then you set a timer for six minutes. And then you come back. But the coffee that comes out of it is so good. And it's kind of nice. I tend to have my coffee at about two o'clock. You know, it's kind of nice in the middle of the day to have just that that little coffee ceremony as opposed to just sticking the Keurig K-cup in the machine and, you know, 30 seconds later, you know, getting it spit out with some coffee. So I'm really enjoying that. So what I'm putting on my list is I'm I'm putting in the French press that we have at the office, which is fairly simple. It's, it's less than 30 bucks. Um, I guess I'll throw in a little kettle if you if you want the electric kettle that we have in there, too. Um, but yeah. I also have a, a tumbler that I've I've bought. And it's um it's one of these because I tend to drink my coffee very slowly. So it's one of these travel size tumblers that you put your coffee in, you seal it up and then it seals everything. So it will keep your coffee hot for at least upwards of an hour, an hour and a half. So the coffee's still warm in there after about an hour, an hour and a half. And it seals it so it's spill proof so I can set the tumbler next to my desk and if I tip it or drop it, you actually have to hold it and push a button to drink. But it's not obtrusive, so um, you don't have to worry about spillage. And if you end up having to leave the office because you have a meeting or something, you can make your coffee, put it in the, off- the tumbler, and then, you know, run out the door.
1: Katie, I um, I wish I had the ability to go back to that show. I talked about tea, and I was talking about the <laughs> the ritual of it and how— pleasing it is and how you rolled your eyes on radio. I didn't even know that was possible till that day.
0: (laughs) And you heard them. You heard the eyes roll. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I wish I could play that back for you. And I'm not totally get that. I'm not a coffee person. I don't know. Maybe the Keurig makes great coffee because I just don't drink coffee. But but boy, I don't like the tea the Keurig makes. And and just like that, I, I have the same thing. I love my tea, but I think I've gone down that road before. So I can't go to that that well today. But I do have a couple power related ones. We talk about power on the show quite often. In fact, I think I'm going to combine two into one here. Um, there's two power things that are of interest to me, and I think they'd make good gifts. The first one is for the um, the MacBook owner in your life, uh, and that would be the Anchor Power Core Plus 2100 USB C. So we've talked about Anchor. I guess Anchor has become a favorite of our show now because they make such great power stuff but they've got one now it's it's got uh, twenty thousand milliamps which is a lot of which is a lot of milliamps and th- it's got a really nice uh design to it, it it's got the usb ports on it but it also has a usb c port and that gives you the ability to charge a a macbook with it you know because it plugs into the macbook it also gives it some additional uh features um it, it when you put it on the macbook and And you push a button on it, as I understand it, it gives it a higher amperage so it can charge the MacBook faster. It's also going to be really great for iPad Pro owners that, you know, they want to recharge that battery and it can be recharged quicker through the USB C port up to 20% faster than normal. Um, uh, It looks like a really nice battery. It's kind of heavy uh, because it's, you know, 20,000 milliamps, but for travel day or you know, in my case, you know, trial day or it, it just days when you may find yourself needing an extra full charge to your laptop, uh, this thing's good enough for it. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I, I went on Amazon to get a link for the show, and it looks like it's sold out because it's a brand new device. But my guess is I'm I'm, I'm linking the manufacturer's website so you can go there and find out wherever they're selling it. Uh, but my guess is that shortly they'll have more of these things in stock. And it just looks like a really nice uh, replacement battery. Uh, if you want to get, you know, one that you can carry in your bag for busy days. Uh, a related battery pick, because uh, I'm just going to combine these into the two, is uh, our friends over at Nomad. I just talked about their their watch uh, strap. They also had something that I've never seen before, and they actually sent me one of these uh, to review. I'm going to get that up on the website shortly. It's called the Nomad Wallet, and it's a it's a it's a bifold wallet that opens up. But inside of it is a battery. You know, <laughs> and, uh, I,
0: I, I saw you with this at Milo Fest and I, no, I wondered. Didn't, I didn't I, have it. I didn't
1: oh, have it. Didn't? My, oh, you no, didn't? Oh, I thought I, I saw
0: you with some kind of wallet at Milo Fest. I wondered. Okay, never mind.
1: Yeah, I mean, well that's kind of interesting because I'm a I'm a minimal wallet guy. My well, for years I've carried the same wallet. It's a um saddleback leather. It's like one piece of leather folded in half and I put a couple of credit cards in it and some cash and I'm good to go. And it's very small. This is definitely not small. It's a it's a bigger wallet than I'm used to carrying. But it's got a full charge for your iPhone in it and And that's another one like I don't think this is going to be a wallet that I carry every day because it's just too big for me. But it's got twenty four hundred milliamps in it and it's got a built in lightning cord. And it's not ridiculous either. I mean, it's big, but it's not ridiculous. And built into it is a charger. So it's the same thing. Like if you're going to a baseball game or if you're just going somewhere where you think you may run out of, of juice you throw this, you know, you throw your credit cards and your money into this wallet and take it with you and you've got a full charge in your pocket along with your wallet. So uh, I thought that was really unique. I, I think last year we picked or at least I made mention of there was a, a ladies compact that had the mirror and stuff in it. And I think Liana even has one of these and, and you can charge your phone off of it because it had a battery built in. This is this year we've got the men's version and it's this bifold wallet. So I'll put that in the show notes as well. Very cool. So two, two different batteries for so you the big one and the little one.
0: Well, we've got more to talk about. But before we do, I want to talk about our next sponsor. And that is our friends over at Ting. Uh, Ting, we've talked about before, but they are the mobile phone service that is here to save you money. Uh, yeah, really a mobile phone company that is going to save you money. Uh, Ting is the carrier that's that is their primary goal is to help you save on what you're going to pay for self service. They believe that you should be paying a fair price for service that you actually use. And that's what you're going to do with Ting. You only pay for exactly that, what you use. So you're going to head over to ting.com, I'm sorry, macpowerusers.ting.com, and you can get an estimate of exactly what you're going to pay with them based on what you use. And if you even go over to that, uh, you'll get a $25 credit off your first device or a credit for Ting service. So let's talk about what it is. Ting is a U.S. mobile carrier on two now nationwide networks, both CDMA and GSM. There are no contracts. No overage fees, no need for those really limited, unlimited plans. And Ting is the first provider that's going to allow you to have multiple devices on different network types all under the same account. 80% of the phone made in the last two years are eligible to be brought over to Ting. So there's a very good chance that if you're listening to the show now, you have a phone that's going to work with them, no problem. And Ting has a tool on their site to help you check and make sure. Ting is helping people save money on their phone contracts, to give you an example, an average bill on Ting is around $23 a month because what you're doing is you're paying only for what you use. If you use less, you're going to pay less, and you can easily keep track of what you're using with Ting's online control panel. Right now, if you're stuck in a contract, Ting's got a solution for that. They're going to offer you up to 25% of your termination fee in credit, up to $75 per device if you switch over. Uh, with Ting, it's all about simplicity. You pay $6 per device per month for access to the network, and then you just pay for what's used after that. It's great for families, so you can pool together all of your network or all of your usage into one account for multiple devices, and if you don't think that you're actually going to be saving money, then just head over to Ting's website where you'll find a calculator tool to show you just how much money you're currently wasting on your current cell phone service. So head on over to macpowerusers.ting.com where you can double check to make sure that you're able to switch your device over, look and see what Ting offers in their store if you're looking to upgrade. And once you've decided, Ting will help walk you through the setup, including switching over your existing number if you decide you want to do that. Once you're set up and you decide to start using your device, Ting's going to break down your usage by minutes, by messages, by megabytes, and keep you updated through their easy-to-use dashboard And then at the end of the month, you'll get a clear and easy to understand bill based on your usage. It's that easy. And don't forget, as a special offer for listeners of this show, you're going to save $25 on select devices or get a $25 Ting credit by signing up at macpowerusers.ting.com. So head on over today and see how much money you can save with Ting. Thanks so much to Ting for supporting this show and all of Relay RelayFM.
1: Katie, I think it's your turn again.
0: That's my turn again. Oh, yeah, that's right, because you just, you just finished talking about the wallet. Yes. Oh, geez. Okay, what did we talk about now? I, I'm trying to come up with a theme, but I don't know that I have any more themes. I, I guess if we want to keep kind of on the on the food somewhat related theme, um, one of the things that, that I've done differently, especially as I've, I've switched to the new firm, and I've, I've done this for a while, but I've been really diligent about uh, bringing my lunch to work, and you probably do that now too since you –
1: yeah, do, that every, do yeah. that every day. Do
0: that every day. Yeah. For some of us who don't work at home it's not that simple cuz you actually have to bring your lunch. But um so I've I've got a lunchbox and I've got um I I've got containers and so I, typically when I cook I cook a large meal a couple of times a week and then I have lots of leftovers and I partition those leftovers out into containers. And and I'm good to go. And one of the things that I so that's one of the things that I found has really helped keep me honest and make sure that I've always got food in the fridge ready to grab and go for lunch and, and a nice insulated lunch box to stick it in. Uh, one of the things that helps with that is I have gotten rid of all of my plastic Tupperware type containers, all of my plastic Rubbermaid and, um, you know, just those containers that you pick up over the years. And I have replaced them all with glass lunch containers. Um, Rubbermaid makes some, Pyrex makes the set that I have. But it's made things really simple. Number one, they just feel like much nicer containers. So I have a whole set of them now in one of the bottom drawers of my kitchen with with matching lids. Um, they stack well nicely in the drawers and then in the refrigerator. Once I've got them stacked together, and then it makes it really easy when it comes time to uh, you know reheat things at the office. Is I can just stick the whole because you know you're not supposed to reheat all this plasticky stuff.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. eat
0: the reheated plastic. So it makes it real easy just to, you know, to cook it. You can put the hot food in it and you can wait for the food to f- cool down and then put it in the refrigerator and then, you know, take it from the refrigerator, take it to the office and then take it and put it directly in the microwave and then eat right out of it. And then, you know, cl- it cleans up easy because it's glass and then take it home and you're done. So I have no more plastic um, containers in my in my place. And it's been nice.
1: Yeah, I am. I, um, everybody used to make fun of me at the old place because I actually used to bring a brown paper bag and, you know, put my sandwich in a little piece of plastic. So so you're definitely got me beat on this game.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I just see everybody else at the office, you know, twice a week they're ordering pizza or, you know, they're they're going to the local sandwich shop or whatever. They're just they're spending a ton of money and not eating particularly healthy. And I'm just like, no, I'm I'm good. I brought my lunch.
1: I often go out to lunch with the colleagues and you know Oh I will I will if things, it's but,
0: you know if it's a if it's for a client specific thing but you know just to order something and bring it in to eat it at my desk.
1: The, the other advantage to that is it's just so much faster. I mean you get your work done, you know, you sit down and the you know you don't have to get in your car and go somewhere. Uh you get your lunch done, you know, done eating it much quicker than when you you know go out and deal with all that stuff. So uh, all right. I'm behind that now. I have another one. This is uh, tech related, and over the years, I um, I've been buying these bags. Wait, are you Wa- are
0: you saying my glass lunch containers aren't tech related?
1: Uh, I'm not exactly sure how they are. How are they tech related? But they're
0: geeky. It's a geeky thing. It, it's a geek gift guide, not uh, a tech gift guide.
1: Okay, and I just said something a little more tech related. That's okay. all. I'm not saying it's not geeky.
0: All right.
1: Now, if if your you know glass Pyrex whatever had you know, uh, an image of a Klingon in it or something. I guess. I guess that wouldn't be technically either. You
0: can get stickers.
1: What if I had a Bluetooth lid that would tell you if someone was eating your lunch? Oh, and, get, yeah. and notified you on your phone.
0: There you go, or like an alarm <laughs> built in. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes You'd be like, this is not your
1: lunch. I mean, th- this is one of our weaknesses, right? You and me, we we're always looking for the geeky side of things. I needed a, a pH meter for my garden because I there's some parts where I'm. I'm having some issues. And, and the first thing I looked for was, you know, the geekiest pH meter I can find that I can stick in the ground and will, you know, Bluetooth compare to my phone. And then I realized I could get one that's just got an analog dial on it. That's like 15 bucks. That does exactly what I need. And, uh, and I would I ended up getting that one, you know, but it's very hard for, for folks like us not to want to go with the super nerdy one that has an app. You know, it's very hard. Anyway, um, so I I, we um, I think it was a friend of the show, Connor, um, at Macworld years ago, maybe, you know, like more than at least more than five years ago, uh, was walking around with this great leather bag that he had his Mac in. And I I admired it. I said, where did you get that? And he said, oh, you got to go to Waterfield and Waterfield is at sfbags.com. And I haven't really talked about them much on the show over the years, but I have spent a small fortune there because every time I get a new computer, I usually end up getting a bag from these guys. And, you know, truth be told, about 10 minutes before we started the show today, when I was putting SF bags into the show notes, I went ahead and ordered one for my iPad Pro as well. So they just make beautiful uh, leather uh, bags for your um, computers. It's at sfbags.com, but the company name is Waterfield. Uh, they have different options no matter what type of Apple device you have. I think they even have, now I saw cases for the the new Magic Trackpad and the new keyboard, and I think they even have them for the Apple TV. They 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 cover all the Apple products. And largely, they're, they're rugged canvas or waxed canvas or leather or some variant thereof. And they're not the cheapest, but they're not super expensive either. As an example, the... The one I bought for my iPad Pro is a sleeve that's got a little um, piece of elastic on the end and it can just slide right in. I think it was $60 and you know, that's, I understand that's not, you know, nothing, but it, it, you can spend a lot more on, on bags and things for these things. But I, I've just been very happy with them. I bought many of them over the years. Some of them have been passed down as I got a new computer. I hand the bag down to my kids with the computer and they just beat the heck out of them and they still look great. And uh it's just a really nice place if you want to get a new bag for your computer or Apple related device. Have you ever used any of their stuff, Katie?
0: I I haven't, but I've. They're very nice products. I've seen them. i a lot yeah. of people I know have them. I'm, well, you know, like, you know me. I'm a Tom Ben girl.
1: Yeah, I know you are. I know you like their stuff. Like even that bag I was carrying around in Florida is is one of their products. They have like a kind of a messenger bag that you can just throw stuff into, and um, I have one of those too. So anyway, uh, so I would check out Waterfield.
0: Uh, speaking of um, kind of girl power and stuff, I I'm going to recommend power tools.
1: I, right. I think
0: I think whether you are male or female, single or married, whatever, everyone needs their own set of power tools, at, at least a basic set of power tools. This is one of the things I was very fortunate. My dad believed strongly that I needed a set of power tools and I needed to know how to use them. And I've I've got to say I'm pretty handy.
1: I bet so, you are. I am. i bet I'm I've, I've got... way. i the same way. I've I've had my girls. I mean, when I do stuff, I they they help me. I don't want them to have to go to some stinky boy one day, you know, to hang a picture or, or put together some Ikea furniture.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I, one of the things that I realized I was putting up shelves in my new office and I was putting up my fractures in my new office and I had my shelves and I had my laser level and I had my drill and, and I had my, um, I brought in my own, um, tape measure. And someone in my office like walked by and looked at me and they said, wow, you're, you're, I don't know if I can say the word they said on the, it was complimentary what they yeah, said okay. on the show. Uh, and I said, well, yes, yes, I am. Um, And, um, and so they were, they were impressed as well. But a, a couple of things I think you need. And what I have is I have the Black and Decker's got a nice line of tools. I think they're called the Firestorm line Um, and one of the things that nice is, is that they, they all have the same interchangeable battery. So you end up with the same battery for all of these, these tools and you can interchange them. So I, I started with a basic starter set that included, um, a a drill. It included a little hand, um, uh, a hand vacuum and included a flashlight. And then I've expanded over the years. I've now got the blower that goes with it. Um, I've, I've, I've got the edger that goes with it. Um I've got the laser level that's part of that set, so you can you can just build from there i've I've got the circular saw that's that's part of that set Wait, so, wait
1: a second wait you've got a circular saw
0: yes, I have a circular
1: saw all right now i now I have respect,
0: yeah, I've got a jigsaw that's all right that's part of that set I mean you never know when you need this kind yeah. of stuff. Um, And so I think you you need, you need, everybody needs at least a basic drill. And I must say a laser level and a stud finder. Usually you can buy those combined together. I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, Come in incredibly handy to have a laser level and a stud finder. Um, So drill, laser level, stud finder, um, and a good set of screwdrivers and a good set of wrenches. And that will, that's, that's the basic piece of a starter kit. I I tend to like Craftsman for hand tools because they've got that lifetime warranty. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, pliers, you know, needle nose and regular,
1: you know, that's a part of me after almost 300 episodes, I think I've never mentioned that I'm like an avid woodworker.
0: Oh, so did do you, know you have about me? Yeah, I did know that. Yeah. I know you made yeah. your standing desk. Hey, whatever yeah. happened to that? Do you still use that at all?
1: I, uh, my, I've got a family member that has a back problem. So, um, I've loaned it to him and uh, the desk I have at home goes up and down, so I don't need it here. And uh, he really appreciates it. I go over and visit it on a routine basis. Um, but yeah, so I, yeah, I, I, well, um, I could, we could <laughs> that, talk about a rabbit hole. Um, but anyway, uh, I would say on power tools that if you're really great, like if you're a professional, I, I always thought Bosch made some really great power tools, hand tools. I would agree with you. Um, although I also, I, my big thing is I use a lot of, job, I make my own planes. I, I get these really sharp blades and I would like make Japanese style planes. Um, but the, um, the, but one power tool I would also recommend to people who are just, you know, getting something for home and not going to make furniture is, uh, is the Home Depot line of power tools have a lifetime warranty. Um, and so we, I bought a little utility drill um, years ago and it, we had a problem with it. I brought it in. They just gave me another one. And I thought that was really nice. So, I uh, wow.
0: I knew that Craftsman know, had a lifetime warranty. I didn't know the Home Depot line did.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's orange. I don't remember what the name of the brand is, but it, they, it's their their built in brand. And they, it comes with a lifetime warranty. Um, I never thought we'd go to power tools, but you know, maybe one day we'll have to really go serious on on woodworking together. There you go. Uh, a separate podcast. Um, uh, OK, so here's one that's kind of silly, but I love it so much uh, when I was uh, back when I was ill and feeling sorry for myself. My wife, who loves me dearly, bought me a little toy and I would recommend it for every Star Wars nerd out there. I think it. I don't know if it's the gift of this Christmas, but I think it's on the list. Uh, It's, uh, you know, Sphero, the company that makes the remote controlled balls. Mm -hmm. They make their own BB-8 ball. And uh, I I wanted one so badly. BB-8's the droid that features in the new Star Wars movie. I said, boy, I sure would like that for Christmas. And then one day I was laying in bed feeling miserable. And my lovely wife said, here you go, honey. I hope you feel better. (laughs) And, uh, and you know what Sphero, uh, my BB eight made me much happier. Uh, So it's a little remote controlled ball and uh, it works on carpet and hardwood. I can tell you, it's been thoroughly tested at my house. I've used it. My uh, five-year-old nephew has used it and everybody in between. And they're just a lot of fun. Um, It, it makes the sounds through the iPhone because it's an it's going to accompany an iPhone app. It's very easy to drive around and it's just a blast. If you have cats, uh, I took it over to my sister's house and chased her cats around with it. It also provides endless entertainment. And um, uh, so Sphero, which I said, they make these remote control balls in their iPhone. They connect, I believe, via Bluetooth. Uh, just fantastic. And if you're a Star Wars fan, the BB-8 one, you, you can't go wrong with that.
0: Now, you haven't seen the movie yet. So how do you know that BB-8's like not a jerk?
1: Um, I don't care. He, well, I just, he's, he's so cute in the commercials. I'm sure that he's going to be great. He's, he's sure going gonna... to have a little attitude too. I think he's kind of like the new R2-D2, you know, yeah. kind of sassy. Haven't, we
0: haven't seen much of R2 in the Well, in the you know,
1: it's the new movies They're They've got a new generation, you know, I, I saw BB-8. We went to a, a convention where BB-8 was on stage and he's much larger than my Sphero BP. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but, the, uh, but uh, I am quite excited. We bought ten tickets for it. Uh, you know, Daisy uh, got online the first day and bought ten. And
0: yeah, and we've got we've got eight tickets. I think you and I were comparing. Uh, I've got eight tickets for opening night at eight forty-five, and I think you said you've got ten at like ten o'clock. You
1: do? I didn't yeah. know that. Yes. Good no. for you. I, did, I thought you may just like pretend it didn't even get released.
0: No, no I'm a huge Star Wars fan. It is my okay. second favorite movie behind the Star Trek series.
1: I didn't know that about you, Katie.
0: Yeah. In fact, I would even rank the Star Wars movies above like certain of the odd number Star Trek ones. Yeah. Well, defi- there were
1: some of them that we pretend didn't get made. <laughs> well,
0: uh, yeah. I it's mean, just like they only
1: made three Star Wars movies, you know? Yeah, they
0: only made three that I'm aware of. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, how fun, you know, you know Liana is going to come with us to it. Yeah. So we, we've got like some of our Mac power Users family is going to be part of this big group we're taking in the movies, but we should have, we
0: should have done a Mac power users. We couldn't, we couldn't have got it. We couldn't, we're, we should have like run out of theater.
1: Yeah. If we, if you and I lived closer, that would have been fun. That would have been fun. And then my Sphero BB-8 would be just driving up and down the aisle throughout the movie. Yeah. Uh, but either way, uh, it also has patrol mode, which is kind of fun. You just t- put it on a patrol. And and I, I have to admit that I have uh, sat at my kitchen table writing contracts with my PBA <laughs> wandering around the floor, just, you know, keeping an eye out for me in case any stormtroopers showing up, uh, just, you know, watching out. There you go. Always. I, I am such a nerd. I am such a nerd. I'm smiling as I tell you this. I think it's healed my cough. I feel better now. I'm PBA. Perfect. There you go. So that's a great gift. Uh, and uh, I would say you get it for your kids. But here I am, 47, and I love my BB-8. So I'm not sure that's really a, just a kid-only gift.
0: All right. Well, still keeping with the home and kind of techy, but not super high tech um one of the things that i've i've installed a couple of these in my house, and then as people as people have seen them they've said hey that's a that's a really great idea. I want one of these for my house is i've installed motion sensor switches in my house, and the idea of this is you know I was originally looking for a super high tech solution of how could I have the lights turn on automatically when I walk into this room. And specifically, I wanted them like when I walked into the laundry room, I wanted the lights turned on, or when I walked into my closet, I wanted the lights turned on. And I was thinking, well, I could get a Wemo switch, and then I could get a Wemo motion, and then I could set up a rule that anytime I did this, then it did this, and then it did this, and then it did this. And I'm I'm thinking about all of these, these different combinations. And I realized, you know what, there is a geeky, but yet still somewhat low-tech solution to this. And motion sensor light switches have been out for years. Um, and they were typically used, I think more so in, you know, commercial environments, but there's no reason you can't put them in your house as well. So I've picked out a a couple of these motion sensor light switches and specifically I've put one in my laundry room. I've put one in my master bedroom closet. So whenever I walk into these rooms, the lights turn on for a couple of minutes. And then after a certain period of no activity, and I've got the threshold in these particular rooms set pretty low, the lights turn off. And then I've got them rigged in such a way that, you know, you can still turn the lights on manually if you want to leave them on for a longer period of time. Um, I'm actually thinking about putting another one of these in my garage because a lot of times I'm just out in the garage for a minute and I want the lights to come back uh, on and back off again. And they're, they're depending on the, the kind of the model you get, they're, they're around 20 bucks. And it's it's typically depending on the type of switch, it's about three wires. It's not much to rewire a switch. It's pretty easy.
1: You know that's a really good idea, and uh, it's a very classic Katie Floyd solution. Just something that's not too expensive, and they're going to do exactly the problem without a whole bunch of fiddling.
0: Yeah, and because you know, of course, it was smart to it was it was fun to think about the whole you know WeMo automation of this and that idea, and I was like, mm, don't need to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and also, I mean. It works no matter how many people you have in your house um, it just just works I like it okay and it's
0: delightful when you walk in the laundry room and the lights come on every time because that's where I enter my house as I enter the house through the laundry room and so yeah. as soon as I open the door boom the lights are on
1: nice. Yep. Now, um, when you get your um, when you get your Hue lights, there will be some issues like Hue lights. I know like I tried them once on a dimmer switch circuit and there was a whole bunch of problems. Yeah, so, I,
0: I won't put them on these circuits because I don't yeah. I don't need to because they do yeah. what they need to do. I do have yeah. LED lights on these circuits, but that's fine. They don't care. Yeah,
1: the, yeah that doesn't matter. Yeah. But the um, but for the uh, Hue, you have to be careful. Like uh, if you're going to put them on a circuit that has an, a dimmer, you need to get break out your power tool kit. Have you, do you do like switches and stuff too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do switches. Is switch that part of your, yeah. all right, great. So, uh, you know, turn off the breaker, all that, blah, 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 but just, Turn um, off
0: the breaker? Jeez.
1: No. What? You don't turn off the breaker?
0: This is for this? Oh,
1: you scare me now. No,
0: I'm just kidding. I do turn you off
1: the breaker. You scare me. I need you to turn off the breaker because I need a podcast partner. We're, yeah. we're only at show 300. We're only like a fifth of the way through our run here. So. No,
0: I do. I do turn off the breaker. I'm right, just kidding. Great. I'm just kidding everybody. I always turn off the breaker and you should too.
1: Okay. anyway, uh, in fact, I have
0: I have one of those voltage meters so I can confirm that it's turned off.
1: If you're getting yourself a Hue set that you're going to stick on that, that um, unless something has changed, if you can get yourself a Hue set that's going on a dimmer, you need to switch that out, get the dimmer off that switch. I also think it has trouble sometimes on three ways as well. Yeah. Anyway, um, before we go on, I've got some more. Uh, Let's talk about our last sponsor. And that's our friends over at the Omni group. And Omni has been a longtime sponsor of the show. We we love them and uh, appreciate the great software they make the software I wanted to talk about today because I was just using it today on my gigantic iPad and I love it is is Omni Outliner. It's such a great application. I had somebody send me a bunch of information and it was just a garbled mess and I didn't know what to do with it. So I just opened an Omni Outline and just started putting entries in it. And then slowly I made order out of chaos with the Omni Outliner. And, and that's what Omni Outliner does for you. It it's, you know, it's across platforms It works on the Mac and it works on the iPad and it works on the iPhone. You've got the omnipresence uh, syncing ability so the thing can sync across them once you you put data in one place it automatically shows up in the next place and uh they've got the design across all the platforms too so it looks great the built-in themes work no matter where you get started uh with the the newest version they've got a ton of additional things you can do you can create lists, you can outline a speech take notes or write a novel in the application uh, you can add structure to your information or be, beef up your outlines and that's what i did today i just made a, a at the beginning it was just one long list and then i started dragging things around and and folding things into other things and before you know it i had made order out of chaos and all of this with my fingers on my ipad it's just great um, you can add more information to your outline by pulling in attachments and recordings and pdfs and other types of of stuff you can do man when i was in school i would love to have this uh, you could you can record the lecture and then outline it while you're recording it then you can just play it back later if you want to hear the lecture as well
0: it's pretty great
1: I hope you don't get thrown out of school for that. I don't know if that's a a thing anymore, but I would imagine teachers expect that to be going on. Um uh, you can share it out to others, you know, when the outline's done. Like one of the things I do when I make an outline for client-related stuff is I send them a I send them a PDF. You know, it doesn't matter what device they're using or what platform they're on, everybody can read a PDF and Omni Outliner makes that super easy. And all the information syncs across, like I was saying. So no matter where you're at, it just works. And with the pro version, you get additional features like additional export formats. Apple script support, advanced styling controls, and a lot more. So uh, just a great outlining application. I've tried them all. This is the best one. Um, Try it before you buy it if you want. They've got a two-week free trial by visiting the Omni Group. They have a 30-day money-back guarantee if you're not happy with it. And it's priced very reasonably. Uh, They also have a student plan. Going back to the students, if you contact them, I think they have student pricing. So... um, Check it out. Omni outliner. Like I said, it's, it's just the solution. If you need to do any kind of outlining on uh, any Apple device, the Omni group is the place you need to go. I was thinking about when I was writing the outline for this ad spot, I bought the Omni outliner is the first Omni product I bought. And it was in a, a cardboard box at a software store. Isn't that weird? I mean, who does that? Wow. Anymore? Yeah. Anyway, I um, bet it
0: didn't throw up an error telling you the app was damaged and couldn't be.
1: Yeah, Run. it didn't. It did, it did. I don't remember. I don't think it was on a floppy. I think it was on a CD, but, you know, it was a while ago, though. I mean, the Omni Group, that's another thing about that companies. they go way back. I mean, they have roots all the way back to next. So uh, just a great company full of really smart people. And like I said, Omni Outliner is the solution. So so thanks, Omni Group, for supporting uh, Mac Power users. If you do end up going to the Omni Group to get some software, let them know you heard about it on the Mac Power users. We'd really appreciate that. I think it's my turn again, Katie. I think so. I saved one for the end here, which the fact that it's at the end kind of tells you something. And it's the um, it's the Apple Watch. You know, this year we got a watch from Apple. And I was looking around. I was at a conference last week along with you. And there was a lot of, of nerdy folks there that are Apple fans. And of course, everybody had their watches on. And I just got thinking about how much I've come to rely on the Apple Watch. I think it, it kind of, it doesn't have the... um sex appeal of, you know, the iPhone, but it really is a useful and I guess I would consider it an accessory to the iPhone, maybe that's part of the problem. But I really have come to rely on my Apple Watch. I, you know, I I was working today um uh, remotely away from the house and it told me when to stand up and when uh, text messages would come in from clients. I could just look at my wrist and check it. It's just and just last last week when I was traveling, I got on an airplane with a ticket on my, you know, Apple watch. I just held it up to the thing and it it got me in and it's just, I've just come to rely on the thing so much. And we've talked about it on the show before, but, uh, I think this is, uh, some of the best 400 bucks I spent this year.
0: I, I agree with you completely. I love my Apple Watch. If it broke tomorrow, I would immediately go out and buy another one. Uh, I've been very happy with it. My, We talked about this a little bit. My, my use of the Apple Watch hasn't changed significantly since the first day I got it, but I use it every day and I use it multiple times a day and I interact with it in so many ways. Uh, I'm just, I've been very happy with it as a product. And I really think it's going to be a great Christmas gift because I think it's the kind of gift that people may not buy themselves, but especially if if they're a little bit harder to shop for, you know, it may be the kind of gift that you get someone that you really don't know what to get them. And it may be that it's something the gift that they really didn't know that they wanted. Uh, and I know already we're starting to see sneak peeks of the Black Friday ads that are starting to come out. I, I think you're going to see the Apple Watch going on sale in a couple of places. I believe um, Best Buy, is going to have a $100 discount on the Apple Watch for Black Friday. I think Target is also having a special on the Apple Watch as well. So um, if this is something you're interested in, you may have a good opportunity to buy the Apple Watch at a discount in the next couple of days. Uh, Apple also typically does their own kind of uh, Black Friday sales where it's one of the only days a year uh, that Apple will discount some of their products. So um, if you are considering buying an Apple Watch for somebody this year, uh, this week is the week to do it.
1: You know, one thing, and I, I don't want to get creepy about this, but my wife has one too. And one of the things I've really enjoyed is we have a little secret kind of language where we tap to each other and send each other heartbeats. And I don't know, I'm sure that sounds goofy, but it's kind of nice being able to do that. And when you're like somewhere where you can't really talk to each other, but you can just let them know you're thinking about them. And uh, after 20 years of marriage, we still like to... um sending each other heartbeats once in a while, which is kind of nice. So I don't know, if you've got one already, you may want to consider getting one for your significant other. That's kind of fun.
0: That's sweet. So Um, my last tech-related pick is is a a pretty simple one. Um, And that's just, if you haven't already, check out the Amazon Basics line of products. Uh, The one that I'm going to single out specifically is their basic Bluetooth speaker, I used to have, um, oh gosh, what is it? The jaw, the Jawbone Jambox, which is the the pretty standard, you know, Jambox that everybody started out with. It was one of the first ones. I got it a couple of years yeah. ago. Um, and it finally died. It might have been because I dropped it. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. It, you know, <laughs> could have been why. But uh, it finally died. And so i it just it was working sporadically and it it was time to replace it and I was looking at gosh you know do do I buy another jam box? Do I buy something else because at the time the jam box was was the only one that was available, and now there are dozens and dozens of Bluetooth speakers available and I really only have one specific use case for the jam box. It's it's the speaker that I use this is gonna sound weird. It's the speaker that I use in the bathroom while I'm get ready in the morning. Yeah. Um that you makes know, sense. it's it's kind of my podcast speaker and it's in there and it's you know, it's it's you know subject to humidity and all this. So I really didn't want a super expensive speaker in there because uh, I didn't know how waterproof it was. So I ended up buying um, the mid-range, um, the mid-level Amazon Basics Bluetooth speaker. It was like 50 bucks or less. And so a, a fraction of the price of what I paid for the Jambox box. They've got a variety of colors available. It the only thing that I don't like about it is it has a manual on-off switch where the jam box would go into a low power mode when your iPhone left. So I do have to remember to manually turn it off every morning, otherwise I'll come back and the battery will be dead. But in I am not an audiophile, so I'm I am sure that it doesn't have the fidelity of sound that many of these Bluetooth speakers have. But for my use case of having a basically a bathroom speaker. It is more than sufficient. It is fine. Um, And it's a good bit louder than the Jawbone Jambox, which is nice because the Jambox was a little bit of quiet, especially over the the sound of the shower, because I would keep it on the countertop and, you know, the shower sound from several feet away and the water running, it would really drown out the, literally drown out the speaker noise. Um, So I've been really happy with it. You know what? It's not a problem if I end up having to buy another one next year. You know, I could buy several of these for the cost of what one of the Jambox cost me.
1: Okay. So I have a related pick as weird as that sounds. I, I think we we're, we get out of uh No, I, this is related. Okay. It's, it's totally related. And it's an add on pick. Yeah. One of our um, listeners wrote in with this and I, I ordered it while we were recording a show once as kind of a, a lark and it's 11 bucks. I think I paid for it on Amazon. It's called the sound bot. And it's the same thing. It's a shower Bluetooth speaker. It's got a suction cup on it. It's not a very good speaker, but it's got a Bluetooth in it. So it connects to my phone and like Katie, I play it in the bathroom when I'm getting ready in the morning or, you know, sometimes I'm not above taking a bath once in a while. If I got a good audio book I'm listening to, I'll just let it play through that speaker. And then I don't have to keep my phone in the room that has all the humidity and the shower water running around. And you can even activate Siri from it and say, what's the weather or whatever. Um I have not actually taken a call on it, so don't Thank don't you. go there. Um, but, it, you know, for 11 bucks, I think is what I paid for it. I have to look it up on my Amazon list, but I remember it was under 15 uh, That's actually not a gift, bad gift if you have, like, a group of folks in your family that are techie and you want to give them all, you know, something silly. Um, nobody will admit it, but everybody will like it.
0: Um, and then I think the last thing we want to talk about um, this show is, you know, we we have spent the, the last 10 picks, basically, if you've been counting, talking about things that we like, things that we would like ourselves or things that we would like to give others. But, uh, you know, the reality is, David, you and I have, have had a great year and yeah. we really don't need anything.
1: Yeah, we're very fortunate. So maybe there's something you could do that doesn't involve buying tech gear and uh, give some money, uh, whether it's on behalf of somebody or just to make yourself feel better. Uh, Every year we try and pick a few of these. This year we have two. Uh, Why don't you go first?
0: you know, one of the one of the organizations that's always been very near and dear to my heart has been Appcamp for Girls. Um, we s- supported it with Macpower users. Our listeners were very generous in their support of Appcamp for Girls. Um Our friend Jean McDonald runs it. Uh, this is just an organization that, uh, It speaks to me because I would have loved there to be an app camp for girls when I was coming up. Um, You know, I I don't know how my life would have been different if there was an app camp for girls. Maybe I wouldn't be a lawyer. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe not. Um, So, you know, who knows? But I, I definitely believe that my future would have been different if there was an app camp for girls. And I think it would have made a very positive difference in my life. Or uh, at least
1: it would have been richer, even if you it, hadn't become a programmer. Yeah,
0: it would have been richer. But I was very fortunate that that there were technology programs in my life and in my school, not to the quality of AppCamp. Um, but I know that that made me the person that I am today. I know that gave me the interest, and I know that that inspired me. Um, my middle school was one of the was the only one of the few in the state um, that had a technology lab. You know, we had uh, Mac LC computers for desktop publishing. We had a radio lab. We had a video production lab, um, and you know that's what and. Can you imagine if you were that middle school age student, instead of you know getting to play on a Mac LC computer, getting to design apps? So, um, App Camp for Girls is a is an organization that when I have a couple of extra bucks that that I choose to support and uh, may be worthy of your consideration as well.
1: Yeah, you know, the uh, the Sparks family is heavily invested this year. In 2016, there's going to be an app camp for girls. This, I guess I can announce this now. I don't know if Gene will get mad at me. Uh, there'll be an app camp for girls in Orange County, California. My wife is um, the czar of that. She's getting it all sorted out. So um, uh, if you guys, if there's anybody in Orange County that wants to volunteer to help put this thing on, let us know. Because we're, we're deeply involved with that right now. Uh, I wanted to pick another charity and the one that seems to be appropriate, especially this year, we've joined this relay network and we're such good friends with Stephen Hackett. And we know that St. Jude has done such a great job taking care of his son who's been struggling against cancer. I mean, St. Jude uh, takes care of sick children. They don't care if the parents have money or not. They just take care of sick children it's a charity that I've given a lot of money to over the years, and I feel so good about it. And I think that'd be another one. We'll put a link in the show notes um, that would be worthy of, of a nice holiday donation. Anyway, Katie Floyd, we made it through another year of Mac Power's gift guides. Um, we had um, lots of people interested in this. So that we get it every year. If you think we missed something, let us know. You know, we'll we'll have a live show that will come out after the show publishes. So there's still room to put a few more interesting gifts out there. I guess one of them I would always look at if you've got a geek in your life is um, was it think dot com. I think that that's a good place if you've got geeks in your life and you don't, still don't know what to get them. They've got all of the major, you know, fandoms covered there. Your Doctor Who, your Star Wars, your Star Trek got it all covered um and uh, i think there's an increasing number of those it's okay to be a geek now when i was a kid they just beat me up but now it's actually okay and kind of cool so uh, fortunately there's a lot of products coming up for us
0: all right and i think that's going to wrap us up and we've got another geek guide uh in the can as they say um thanks to our sponsors for this episode you've got uh, braintree fracture ting and the omni group um, and of course, if you want to send feedback to that feedback episode, you can uh, do that by email. You can send us email to feedback at macpowerusers.com or we're on Twitter. The show is Mac Power Users. I'm Katie Floyd, and David is Mac Sparky.
1: We'll see you all next week.